Hello, hello, my name is Rainer and welcome to Nordic Sustainability Investigator. In this podcast, I'm interviewing sustainability managers from successful businesses in the Nordics to learn from them how to create more sustainable organizations. Findlayson is a Finnish home textile company that turns this year 200 years old. They produce everything from towels and oven mitts to bed sheets and carpets. Many of their products come with a 5-year warranty, but some bed sheets come even with a 50-year warranty. In this episode, Findlayson's sustainability specialist Beta Rasinen talks about what makes their products so unique that they can last for decades. Hello, Beta, and thank you so much for joining me today. Hello, hello, and thank you for having me. So my first question to you is, how did you start your career in sustainability and where did this interest come from? Well, I started to work for Finlayson in 2015, and my first position was as a marketing intern. And from there on, I gradually specialized in digital marketing. And as a digital marketing specialist, I worked quite tightly with the CSR manager of Finlayson, um, for instance, creating content for our sustainability pages or planning the launch of our next report. And I found myself increasingly more interested in our work within that area. And after some time, I decided that I wanted to pursue my career in sustainability. So what I did was I returned back to school. I got accepted to do a master's program called Creative Sustainability at Aalto University here in Finland. And well, long story short, I'm now back in the company working as a sustainability specialist. Very interesting. But before going uh, working as a marketing person at Finlayson, did you have uh, any business-related uh, educational background? Yeah, so I did my bachelor's in international business, which I actually think is a pretty good foundation for corporate responsibility. Great. How do you define sustainability for yourself? Well, sustainability to me, well, it means quite a variety of things. But one ideology I've been concentrating on in the past years is to simply consume less, but better. And what I mean by this is most importantly, only buying things that I need and know that I will use for many, many years to come. But also it means that I've been taking better ownership of the things that I do own and putting more value into my material possessions. It's almost like I'm trying to form an emotional connection with them. And then with this mentality, I just automatically take better care of my items and extend their life as long as possible. Great idea. So I think it resonates quite well with uh, Finlayson's values too. Am I right? Yeah, it really does. It's it's very much in line with Finlayson's values. Can you explain what company Finlayson is and what products uh, does it produce? Yeah, so we're a Finnish home textile company. We produce everything from oven mitts to duvet covers and towels. And all of our products are designed here in Finland and manufactured by our partners that are mainly overseas. 
And actually this year, 2020, is a big year for us since we turned 200. Uh, so we've really been around for some time. Uh, we're an old company, but in 2014, we were acquired by new owners and they really kind of hit the refresh button and quite quickly steered the company in a new fresh direction. And one value that the owners really wanted to emphasize and put work into was to build a more sustainable Finlayson. And this forms a, a big part of our identity today. Very interesting. What do you see are Finlayson's main values and how would you translate them into your sustainability efforts? Mm. Uh, Finlayson has three core values that shape pretty much everything that we do. And these are that we are responsible, we're brave, and we're curious. And these three values can be seen directly in our sustainability efforts. So first of all, starting with responsibility. Uh, responsibility is the foundation of our sustainability work, as we have to ensure that our business causes as little harm as possible to our environment and all the people that are involved. And that's the most important thing. Then second, bravery. Well, this is a characteristic that differentiates our sustainability work from many other companies, as we do quite bravely take a public stance on social and environmental issues. And these issues are not always directly linked to our core business. Mm, to provide an example, we have recently taken a stance on the gender pay gap in Finland. And then to give you another example that is then more interlinked to our own business is from last autumn when we renewed the packaging of our duvet covers and pillowcases by stripping them completely of plastic. And at the same time as we renewed the packages, we made a huge transition from using conventional cotton to using certified organic cotton in our bed linen. So as we made these improvements, we started to consider how beautiful the world would become if big players in the textile industry, such as IKEA, for instance, would take the same actions. So we wanted to challenge them to do just that. And how we did this was by booking the front page of the most read newspaper in Helsinki. And we wrote in big block letters a message that wasn't finished, but if I would translate it, it would say something like, hey, IKEA, this is the world's most beautiful duvet cover, follow suit. And under these big block letters, there was a picture of our new organic duvet cover in its plastic-free packaging. So we, what we wanna do is challenge the whole textile industry to take actions to be more sustainable. And you could say that a fundamental part of our sustainability work includes practicing maybe a bit of corporate activism. And then our last value was curiosity. So this can definitely be seen in our sustainability work as we are constantly looking for and testing out new sustainable materials and business models. Great. Uh, it's good that you brought the materials up because as a textile company, materials definitely plays a huge role in your sustainability. So. Uh, what materials do you use and why do you consider them to be sustainable? Yeah, that's a good question. So approximately 90% of all of our products are made of cotton. Cotton as a fiber is just perfectly suited for household textiles. 
but its production is linked with various environmental and social risks. So what we're concentrating on is replacing conventional cotton with materials that are more sustainable. And the materials that we currently use and that, has, that we classify as such are organic cotton, fair trade cotton, recycled fibers, ecological cellulose fibers, and linen. And we actually have ambitious targets that by 2025, at least 90% of all of the materials that we use are more sustainable. And by the end of last year, this percentage was almost at 40. But um, if you look back to 2015, after we were acquired by these new owners, our only more sustainable material in our selection was fair trade cotton. And even that only accounted for 4% of our used materials. So we really, we really have come a long way, but of course we still have a lot to do. Can you explain to me what's the difference between organic cotton and conventional cotton? Yeah, so the thing is that we only use GOTS or Fairtrade certified organic cotton. So if you take um, this first uh, certification I mentioned, GOTS, which, and the abbreviation stands for Global Organic Textile Standard. Well, it certifies that the cotton that is used in the product is grown without chemicals. So the fertilizers and the pesticides that are used in the cultivation are natural. Uh, it ensures that the cotton is grown without GMOs, and also that the product is traceable from the cotton field to the final product. <clears throat> And also these, um, this uh, GOTS certification also ensures that the finished product has been manufactured without any kind of toxic substances that would be harmful for the environment or the production workers. Great. So you mentioned quite many uh, materials that you use at Finlayson, but if you would have to choose one, the most sustainable material, what would it be? Hmm. Okay. So sometimes it's slightly challenging to categorize uh, materials as more sustainable or not so sustainable, since it all depends on perspective. Uh, it could be that one material has lower emission levels and maybe a smaller water footprint, while another material then is more durable and would give the product a longer lifespan. But if I would have to choose one material that is a favorite at the moment, I would say recycled fibers. And this is because the emission factor for recycled fibers is just a teeny tiny fraction of that of cottons. And this is also the case with the fibers water footprint. And this is all thanks to the fact that with recycled fibers, you cut out the whole cultivation phase. Do you have any examples of Finlayson's products that are made of uh, recycled fibers? Yes, uh, yes, I do. We have quite many recycled uh, items made out of recycled fibers. We have, for example, our old jeans towels that are made of post-consumer denim. And then we have these clothing pegs that are made out of pre-consumer um, uh, plastic waste. We have quite a bit. Mm -hmm. So I read from uh, Finlayson's website that one of your marketing messages is buy less but better. And you even give a 50-year warranty to your Jesus bed set. 
can you tell more about it? How is it possible that you can give a 50-year warranty? <laughs> yeah, okay. So as I told you, we're a 200-year-old company. And during our long, long life, we have always been known for our high-quality, durable products. And this is something that most consumers think of when they hear the name Finlayson. Um, we strongly believe that home textiles should last years and years. And that is why we have given a five-year warranty to our most popular textiles, which are our duvet covers, our pillowcases and towels. But we really wanted to emphasize our stance on product durability and do something that no home textile company has done before. And that was to produce a duvet cover with a 50-year warranty. And this is exactly the product that you mentioned, our Jesus bed linen. And the secret behind this extensive warranty is the strong twill weaving uh, and the reinforced seams in the product. Also, all care labels have been removed and instead the care instructions for the product have been embroidered directly onto the linen fabric to ensure that after 50 years of use, they're still readable. Wow. But let's talk about uh, your packaging. So what materials do you use in your products packaging and how do you plan to make it more sustainable? Yeah. So we have put in a lot of work to reduce the volume of packaging materials we use and to remove especially all of the unnecessary plastics. So we, if we look back in time and pick out a couple of concrete examples of what we have done, we could go back to 2016 when we replaced the plastic bags that we use on, for our online orders with recyclable cardboard boxes. Then in 2017, we removed all of our single-use plastic bags from our stores and we replaced them with reusable shopping bags and paper bags. And we actually don't give either of these for free as we really want to challenge our customers to consider whether they really need a bag. And then our most recent achievement on this front was in 2019 when we renewed the packaging of our bed linen, as I mentioned earlier. And this was pretty significant seeing that bedding is our biggest product category. So it, it was also the category that we could have the biggest impact in. So we eliminated all plastic from the package. And by doing this, we save approximately 20 tons of plastic annually, which equates wow. to, I think, 1 million half-liter bottles. So it's quite, it's quite impressive. It is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to your suppliers. So how many manufacturing partners do you have and how do you choose them? Yeah, so last year we had 38 active partners. Um, we don't have any of our own factories. We use our manufacturing partners facilities. Uh, nine of these partners are located here in Finland and the rest are then overseas. So our biggest manufacturing countries in 2019 were Turkey, Belgium and Portugal. And all of our manufacturing countries and the percent that they produce can be found on our sustainability pages online and also from our annual CSR report. But also something that I think that is quite important to mention is that we have two main partners who together produce approximately 70% of our products. 
So the first being uh, Kemal Ugurlu Textile, uh, which is located in Turkey. We have been collaborating with them since 2013. They produce a bit over half of our products. So for instance, all of our organic cotton bedding. Then our second significant manufacturing partner is called Clarice in Belgium. And we have been working with them since 1993. So for almost 30 years, which is, is really quite some time. And they produce about 40% of all of our products. Uh, so including all of our fair trade towels and also these old jean towels that are made out of post-consumer denim. How do you choose your partners? Yeah, so we have a lot of long-term partners, um, for example, the ones I just mentioned. But if I would give a simplified version of our selection process, uh, I would go something as follows. So first, we make sure that the manufacturer commits to our code of conduct, which includes, for instance, uh, complying with the UN Universal, Universal Declaration of Human Rights and the eight fundamental conventions of ILO. Uh, there's also some chemical restrictions in our code of conduct. Then after we ensure that, we check the, their ability to produce the product at hand to meet a certain quality standard. And then if this said candidate operates in a so-called risk country, then we require that they are audited by an internationally recognized audit system. And in some countries, such as, for instance, Turkey and India, we use local agents or consultants to scout out new producers who fit the criteria we have set. Very interesting. Uh, but what are the typical challenge in, challenges you encounter in supplier management? Um, I would say the biggest challenge is simply that it's not possible for us to be there to have frequent face-to-face -face discussions. This means that um, our communication relies on numerous phone calls and emails being sent back and forth. And as someone who works in sustainability, I need a lot of specific information from our suppliers uh, regarding, for instance, material origin or background information for our CO2 emission calculations. And as for the suppliers that we only purchase one or two products from, it can sometimes be quite challenging to get this information, which of course is, is understandable, but also it's more of a challenge to influ influence these said suppliers to switch to operating more sustainability, uh, sustainably, such as to start utilizing renewable energy. But it really depends where we're in uh, daily or at least weekly contact with the two main production partners I mentioned, and we also pay annual visits to their facilities. But unfortunately, that's not possible for all 30 plus manufacturing partners. Do you use only third party to do the audits at suppliers, factories, or do you do some audits yourself too? Yeah, so we audit our partners um, operating in these risk countries using third-party uh, audit systems, primarily M4EBSCI. And there are actually various reasons why we don't perform these audits ourselves. First of all, we're a small company and we don't have the resources to regularly perform our own audits. Uh, we're also aware that some of our manufacturing partners are audited by larger brands and there may be several audits each year. 
So we don't want to overburden our partners with excessive and also often overlapping audits. So what we do is we trust the most common and internationally recognized systems, such as this BSCI I mentioned, and also we accept SIDEX and SA8000. Do you have any examples where the audits found some major problems in your suppliers? We haven't had any major problems with our manufacturers in the past years, but every now and then some small areas of, of improvement arise from the audits. Uh, these things are usually related to, for instance, shortcomings in occupational health and safety due to reasons such as incorrect storage of chemicals or perhaps the emergency exit in the building opens in the wrong directions. And the thing is, if we if these kinds of shortcomings are recognized in the audit, um, and if you take, for example, the Amphory BSCI system, they give the manufacturing partner 12 months to fix these issues before conducting the next audit to see what the situation is then. Okay. So let's talk more about your reporting uh, and my question is that do you work with any specific United Nations sustainable, sustainable development goals? Yeah, we do. Uh, the main ones we concentrate on are gender equality. So as a company, we do take a stance on issues that are important to us, such as equal wages and girls' rights. Then there's clean water and sanitation. Uh, as discussed, our most used material is cotton which we know is very water intensive to cultivate. So this SDG is something we will concentrate on increasingly in the future. And in the next coming years, we are committed to calculating the water footprint for our most popular items. And once we've figured that out, we can set reduction targets for water use. Then we also refer to decent work and economic growth we really strive to take good care of not only our own employees here in Finland, but also indirectly the workers in our supply chain. Then the last two I would mention is responsible consumption and production. So we aim to improve resource efficiency by reducing these packaging materials and to continuously increase the percentage of sustainable materials in our selection. But additionally, we also put a lot of effort into ensuring that our products are safe for our customers, uh, that there are no harmful chemicals whatsoever, and that also that they last throughout the years. And then the last one is climate action. So we have clearly um, we have cleared, clearly defined goals for reducing the overall emissions caused by Finlayson's operations, and by 2020. Five, we have set the target that we have want to halve our emissions from the 2019 level. I have a question about uh, calculation of water footprint. So is it uh, something that you literally measure how much water you use in the production or is it uh, done by just calculations? So like a scientist gives some numbers uh, how much water is used for production of cotton, for example, and then you calculate it yourself? Yeah, so we haven't calculated the footprint um, for any of our products prior, but 
Um, we will begin this process out by making calculations according to country-specific water use factors for the different materials we use. So just as he said, there is a, um, we look at the materials uh, we use annually and then see how much water is used for those materials and make calculations according to that. What key performance indicators do you use at Finlayson to measure sustainability? Hmm. Yeah, we have quite a few. So the significant ones that have been mentioned are the percentage of more sustainable materials, our annual packaging material amounts, and also our CO2 emission levels. We also monitor um, and report the scores that our manufacturer partners receive from audits. And then something that I haven't mentioned earlier as is that we have this dream of becoming the most transparent home textile company in the world. It's quite wow. an ambitious dream, yeah, <laughs> but we believe that it's it's really important for us to know and to also tell the whole story of our products. So this means that we want to trace all of our products back to their material origin and also put this information up on our website for everyone to see. And the thing is that modern textile supply chains, they're super complex and they can be very, very long. Uh, a production phase of a cotton product, for instance, can involve several operator, operators that are uh, located maybe in different countries. So the answer or the questions that we want to answer for each product is, where's the cotton grown? Where is the yarn spun? And where's the fabric woven before the final product is? Is, is put together. So one really significant KPI we follow is the percent of our products with published supply chains. And by the end of last year, it was 40%. So we've done a bit, but we also have some work to do on this front. And I guess reporting plays quite a big part of the goal to become the most transparent company in the textile industry. Yes, that's a good point. So our report is definitely one of our most important channels to transparently communicate our biggest achievements, but also uh, any possible shortcomings we've had in a year. And that is exactly why the cover of our CSR report actually states that we have no secrets, because that's our philosophy. And um, our latest report will be released this upcoming October, so please stay tuned. I personally think it's going to be our best and more extensive one yet. Yeah, I will be waiting for it. <laughs> yes, great. So do you follow any standards in your sustainability reporting? Mm, we do refer to the Global Reporting Initiative or the GRI standards, and we apply them to suit our own operations. However, uh, we don't strictly follow them. Sometimes we just find it easier and more natural to report things in another manner. And also not all parts of the standards are really relevant to us. So it's a mix. Mm, okay. What do you see our Finlayson's major goals, for example, for 2030? Mm, I'll tell you um, about our major goals that are set for 2025, because our new sustainability strategy was this year, and that extends to that year. And the strategy consists of 19 sustainability targets, 
and I don't think it's necessary to go through all of them in detail, but you can um, definitely see them from our sustainability report and they're all explained in detail there. But if I mention a couple, first of all, we're going to reduce our annual CO2 emissions by 50% from 2019's level. Then we're gonna calculate the water footprint for our most sold items. We're going to raise the percentage of sustainable materials to over 90%. Um, we're going to keep the share of customer reclamations under 0.1% of all of the items that we sell. Uh, as I said, Finlayson is known for its quality products, so it's important to have a goal for, for that as well. And then an interesting one that I would like to mention is that we're going to extend our take back campaign from just duvet covers and denim clothing to all Finlayson textiles. So what happens currently is that around the year, all consumers can bring old duvet covers and denim clothing to our stores. And then from these post-consumer duvet covers, we produce carpets, and from denim, we produce towels, throws, and bedding. So what we wanna do in the future is to take back all textile items, and then we promise to find them the most sustainable afterlife possible. Very interesting. What do you feel could be done better at Finlayson in terms of sustainability? What do you think are some bottlenecks? Okay, yeah, so a lot of things could be done better. We know that we're not perfect and in no way is our sustainability work ready. So for instance, uh, last autumn, we switched to producing most of our bedding from um, conventional cotton to organic cotton. And certified organic cotton definitely has its perks, seeing that the supply chain of an organic cotton product is much easier to trace back to their origin. Also, the cultivation of the cotton doesn't allow for toxic chemicals or GMOs. But then again, we are really aware that even though it's a better choice, organic cotton also has its downsides. So cultivation still requires quite large amounts of water and the emissions emitted are still relatively high. So I would say that a definite bottleneck at this point in time is just finding more sustainable materials that are quality, price, and, and accessibility-wise, good substitutes for conventional cotton. And so what we're doing right now is we're just really rooting for chemical recycling to scale up, because what this would mean is that then we could utilize recycled fibers that are equally or even higher in quality than virgin cotton fiber, which is just amazing. Okay, and what do you think are the three most important lessons from Finlayson that other companies could learn from to become more sustainable? I'll give you two, since I feel like these are the most significant ones for us. So sure. number one, don't be afraid to fail. Uh, this one may sound like a slight cliche, but it's a really important one. Uh, we have taken a lot of risks throughout the years. Sometimes we succeed and sometimes we've failed. Uh, in 2017, we launched this new concept in our stores called the Circular Economy Account. And what this meant was that consumers could rent our textiles rather than purchase them. Then after using them for some years, they could return them to our stores and pick out something new for themselves. 
And we could then either put these returned items up for sale on a secondhand store we would have set up online, or then if they were too worn out for that, we would have put them forward to be recycled into new material or such. So unfortunately, this concept didn't work out. There wasn't enough uh, demand for it, and we had to shut it down completely. Uh, maybe the problem was that it was too complex, or maybe the world just wasn't ready to rent out home textiles in 2017. But whatever the reason, and even though it didn't succeed, we learned a lot from it. And now we're equipped to set up something similar in the bat of an eye in the future. And we do think that this idea is something that, that uh, will probably grow in the future. And then number two is that everything doesn't have to be perfect from the start. So for instance, we had this one case where we wanted to produce a product entirely out of recycled material. And however, we couldn't quite get the material um, to reach our quality standards. So we had to add a bit of virgin cotton into the mix. And this material mix was the best we could do in that moment in time. So we accepted that and then proceeded with the project. And then this material is something that we can further improve once it's possible. So we believe that the best thing is just moving in the right direction and to not give up if you can't succeed perfectly straight from the beginning. Just start with something and improve it as you go along. That's, that's the way we think things should be done. Peda, thank you so much for this chat. And if listeners want to learn more about sustainability at Finlayson or contact you personally, where can they do it? Yeah, great. So if there are any questions concerning our sustainability work, uh, please drop us an email. The address is responsibility at finlayson.fi. And also, please remember to stay tuned for our next report coming out in October. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Did you find this episode to be useful? If so, please consider subscribing to this podcast so you get notified when a new interview is published. Also, you can leave your feedback or recommend somebody for an interview at nordicsustainabilityinvestigator.com.